You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy! Welcome to the first episode of the 2024 Dragon Con Report Podcast. Dragon Con is over 200 days away, and yet, you know, it's not too soon to start talking about it. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Jen is with us. Howdy. Howdy. How are you? I am okay. <laughs> I, I forgot to press. I forgot to press the uh, go live button. Okay, but, so now we're live. Uh, yeah, let's make sure. Yes, yes, we're live. Okay, I can see it on Facebook. <laughs> Jen, Jen is handling uh, the uh, behind the scenes duties. Uh, Director Faber has gone on to bigger and better things. So uh, bear with us while we probably have a little bit of growing pains. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm the new producer, everybody. <laughs> I'm pressing all the buttons. <laughs> She's moving on up, but uh, yeah. So uh, this is a this will be a good trial run. Uh, but we're actually recording an episode, so it's not a trial. So yeah, but no pressure. No, this no is pressure. not practice. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we've also got Channing though. He's with us. Guess Howdy. Who's back back again. Back, Hello back, everyone. Back again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. How are you doing, sir? I am very cold and very wet, as is most of Southwest Louisiana, because for some reason, nobody reminded Mother Nature that we're supposed to be warm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's not a pleasant time down here now. Yeah, or Texas. No, and... Uh, or I and... think like 75% of the whole United States. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, George is feeling it as well. Um, there is a, it is, yeah, about to be the coldest I think it's been uh, for a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, we are starting the Dragon Con report already. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we don't believe either. <laughs> this this, uh, yeah, it always seems to come sooner and sooner. And Dragon Con yes. doesn't take as long to get here for some reason, which is so strange um but uh we're gonna have a blast we do still have some fun stuff to talk about some news Mm -hmm. some items before we do that let's uh get uh rid of the you know the usual business uh we are a proud member of the eso network we have a t public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff including a very cool design for the dragon con report podcast logo there's a link for that in this episode show notes and at the top of the eso network page the ESO Network also has a Patreon page. Thank you, patrons, for all your support. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. Um, we want to welcome all our viewers on Facebook and YouTube. You guys are watching us live now. Right, right, Jen? They're watching us live now, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's working. The, com- the comments are coming in, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting some folks. That's awesome. Uh, the audio version of our show is still going to be available via all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, is Stitcher thing still? Maybe uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, all the usual stuff. Uh, in addition, you can always access past episodes and current episodes at DragonConReport.com. So if you just go to DragonConReport.com, that'll that'll hook you up for all the episodes. 
Um, however you access our show, we really appreciate you. We, and please like, share, uh, support, comment. We want to hear from you guys. We want feedback. Uh, if you want to comment on the show, leave us direct feedback. You can uh, email us at feedback at dragoncondeport.com. We're also available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm sorry, we're not on the Twitter anymore. That's something from 2003 that I need to, 2023 that I need to get rid of because we are not on that platform anymore. Uh, so it's just basically Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so, um, and uh, before, also before we get started, uh, let's just a reminder that Dragon Con Report podcast is an unofficial podcast of the con. We are not and never have been officially connected with Dragon Con. For all the official news, we strongly recommend checking out the official site and social media outlets. So uh, that's uh, that. all that business aside, um, it's very difficult. If it, I'm still finding it very challenging to, to we're in 2024. How is that? How is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> how has the off season been treating you, Jen? Uh, it's a blur, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I, well, I got sick on New Year's Eve. Um, yay. Uh, <laughs> and not from drinking. I have been sick actually since New Year's. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just a blur. And, you know, I told myself I was going to start costuming before the New Year. That didn't happen. I know what I'm doing, uh, but I haven't started it. Uh, and now, you know, it's, it's, this is business tax month. So I've got to get business taxes done. Then I got to move on to personal taxes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes. The real world, the non-dragon real world yes. sucks, right? Yeah. 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 The real world is terrible. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same with me. The end of 2023 was kind of a blur. Um, had a few health issues in October. Thankfully got through all of that. And then the holidays hit. Um, I do have one bit of good news, and that thanks to my amazing wife, I've got a hotel room already. Woohoo! Nice. This is the earliest I think I've ever had, uh, especially a host hotel um, at Dragon Con. So, which one? Um, Hilton. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that that's always my first choice, just because we do the photo shoot, mm-hmm. and yeah, we we got lucky. So, hooray! We were, uh, speaking of hotel information, we were supposed to have Russ join us to talk about all the hotel stuff, the shenanigans that happened, as well as a current update. Uh, But unfortunately, he is traveling today. And of course, the weather being what it is uh, in January, (laughs) uh, he's met with all sorts of delays. He won't be able to make it on on the broadcast tonight. So uh, we will have him schedule hopefully for next month. But um needless to say the hotel situation was pretty bad i'm glad you got one channing uh and of course you know jen i'm glad your stuff worked out with your hotel as well um i still do not have a hotel room uh yeah, but like uh drew's in the same uh um so we will it will work on that um you know we'll find out some more information hopefully about that next month um because you know, do not, do not despair. There is still yes. hope. I mean, just because yes. everything that went down, you know, earlier uh, with the hotels does not mean that it's going to be impossible to get a host hotel room for Dragon Con. Right. One of the things that is that I, I know from personal experience, things can be worked out. 
rooms will be released, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so like I said, hopefully we'll have some more information on that next month uh, mm-hmm. in time, in plenty of time for us to get um, rooms. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't recommend it, but I want to say it was two years ago. I got a room at a host hotel like two weeks before DragonCon was scheduled to start. Just just got lucky and was still within the window to cancel my non-host hotel that was several blocks away. So, you know, keep hope alive, people. Keep hope alive. Yes, absolutely. All right. So that said, uh, we can talk about some official news that's come out. Uh, some pretty basic stuff. For example, uh, the convention is going to happen this year. It is scheduled for <laughs> August 29th through September 2nd. And that is Labor Day weekend once again. Uh, so uh, write those dates down, those important dates. Now, that is Thursday through Monday. That is the official uh, time frame of Dragon Con. If you want to go on Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, like whatever, however long that your Dragon Con experience will go for, <laughs> Uh, that's up to you, but the official dates are the 29th through September 2nd. Hashtag team Wednesday is the new Thursday. That's, yeah. that's yep. me. Yeah. Same. Gosh, it felt like Wednesday was a new Friday. Yeah. I mean, right. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so uh, five-day memberships are currently available for $140, which is still a great deal. They did go up um, a few weeks ago. Um, but they will go up again. Of course, uh, I don't have a date frame on when they will go up, but usually it's every couple months. Is that fair, Jen? Yeah, like three or four months. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So when we will hopefully we'll get some more information about that. $140. And yes, eternal memberships, the big uh, 4500 Uh Man. Man, if somebody invents time travel, I'm going back to even just the early 2000s and and getting one. Yeah, I I do remember. I I remember thinking that they were five hundred dollars. I think when I first started going to Dragon Con, and I thought that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But. now, in addition to memberships being available, all sorts of ways that you can participate are now open as well. Volunteer applications are open. In fact, they've even listed what the volunteer meetings, the dates for the volunteer meeting. The first volunteer meeting will be on the 3rd of, uh, I'm sorry, on the 10th of March. And the second one is scheduled for the 27th of July. Uh, one is at the Weston Peachtree and the other is at the Hilton Atlanta. Um, you don't need to be there in person. Obviously, it, it helps if you can be, if you're local, uh, but it's not a requirement because they do offer the, um, the day and age where we can all zoom in and, you know, watch the, the meetings from our the comfort of our own homes or wherever. Um, so that's the volunteer meetings. All the tracks, every, the whole convention is looking for volunteers. It's not too soon to put your bid in to volunteer. You do have to apply and they do take it very seriously. So um, it's not something that, you know, it's a commitment that they they do they do treat pretty pretty seriously. Yeah. So, but it's a great way to participate and get your feet wet in in the behind the scenes of Dragon Con if that's something that interests you. Yeah. And there is no shortage of things to do. I've seen everything from transportation people who just bring celebrities to and fro to obviously the tech op guys, um, security. Uh, you've got Dragon Con TV. 
um, if you've got a skill, they can probably use it. Um, Ashley said, if I don't get attending professional status this year, this will probably be the year I volunteer um, a little bit just to check that box off of my bucket list. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we always encourage people to volunteer. I don't think they've ever had, they've never had a, they've never cut off the limit of volunteers. <laughs> they always need more and more volunteers. Yeah. I don't think they've ever been like, whoa, whoa, too much. <laughs> yeah. Dial it back guys. Dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> too many people want to participate. Right. Uh, guest applications are now online and they will uh, be open until, well, depending on what source you look at. The website has two different dates. Uh, the guest application date says May 31st and then the comic and, and pop art says June 15th. So I don't know which is actually accurate. Um, I saw someone post, hey, I've got like until May to, to put my application in. Don't wait. If you want to be involved, put in your application now um, because uh, it takes, it can take a, a quite a bit of time for it to get, to get approved. And the spots, generally speaking, DragonCon likes to keep uh, the guest list to be about 400. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to end up on the other side of that 400. You know, if you want to, if you want to get in, put in your application, you know, first come first serve, right? So you want to get in your application as early as you can. And that and that's the case for guests, performers, vendors, art show applications, fan tables, anytime, anything you want to do as far as participating, uh, get your applications in now because most of those are open. Guest applications are now open. Performer applications are open until March 31st. Uh, new vendor applications open February 1st. They will be open February 1st through March 15th. So those aren't open yet. Um, I think they're waiting to see how many of the uh, existing vendors are going to renew and allow them time to renew. And then uh, if not, they'll see how many spaces that they have available. Uh, well, they, they also already have a wait list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's just been a wait list for years. Yeah. So that's impressive. Uh, if nothing else, you can get on the wait list. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, art show applications also open February 1st, and that goes through March 1st. So there's a little smaller window for art show applications. But if you want to participate in that, uh, make sure you keep an eye on that. And fan, ta fan tables uh, applications are now open. I think for a while, post COVID, they weren't doing fan tables. Fan, That's but correct. it looks like now they're more open to that. They were back so, last year, so yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and one so thing that's... about the guest applications, even if you don't want to be a guest, if there's someone you want to see, send them that link. They they need to apply. Um, yes, shoot your shot. The worst somebody's going to do is say no, and they don't have to be a big celebrity. I mean, if there's a a YouTuber that's a subject matter expert on something that fits in with Dragon Con, send them the link. Um, authors. I... Uh, professors, yeah. I, I think I, I'm living proof that you don't have to be a big celebrity to be a guest. <laughs> uh, I have been fortunate enough to uh, to have been a guest for a number of years now, and uh, I've got my application in already, so I've been waiting to hear back. Now, as Channing pointed out, though, it's not just for, this isn't just for, you know, Walk of Fame level guests. This is for any type of guests like attending pros as well as considered part of that guest application process. Hmm. Now, they have already approved a number of attending pros, uh, which is great. Uh, and some of them have actually shown up on the website. Patrick Dugan 
Emily Fink and James Palmer, uh, who I think most of those are writers. Uh, they have, uh, they've, they're on the uh, attending pro list. Also, uh, good friends, uh, Kevin Cafferty, uh, Beth Dolgner, I think is the last name. Uh, <laughs> drink, right? Jean <laughs> uh, Marie Ward and uh, Tara Burton. And I just found out today, good friend Michael Bailey also got approved to be a, uh, a attending pro as well. So, um, yeah. So if you want to get, uh, if you want to be an attending pro, you need to fill out the guest application process and go through that as well. Um, yeah. So he is, uh, Kevin Cafferty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most of the people seem fantastic that Cafferty guy, uh, all the Kevins from Massachusetts, there's like three of them that show up every year. <laughs> most of them are attending pros. I don't know how they keep getting in. I think they get mistaken. <laughs> I think they are just allowing one in, but all three of them are using the pass. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the way that's working. But it's three guys case. under a big trench coat. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, and, and, and I'm going to, you know, uh, I know this is January, so we're still making, you know, maybe resolutions or whatnot. It is my goal. It is my absolute goal, and I will say this publicly, to have my picture taken with all three Kevins from Massachusetts <laughs> in one photograph at Dragon Con. Oh, but that means you're probably going to have to actually leave the vendor hall. I probably will. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so you, now we have to go do something else at Con. <laughs> uh, we tried to make that happen last year because we actually had a at a at a panel kevin's versus michael's and i thought all the kevin's were going to be on that panel but nope uh that did not work out that way so so uh you know i will have to go to them so we'll have to try to figure out a way we can get all all the kevin's together uh, but we'll make it happen we'll make it happen uh great guys a lot of those people we know really well um and uh they always they bring something uh, really cool to the convention and it's cool. Like it, that's the, that's one of the cool, we're going to talk about the top things that should never change dragon con. But one of the things that uh, we love most about it is all the people that we see year after year after year. Um, and they bring, and they make it special. And uh, it's good to see, you know, when I see those names on there, I'm just like, okay, cool, cool. You know, it's because it wouldn't feel like dragon con without some of these people. And uh, on on that note, too, I do need to point out or I, I did want to mention that, um, you know, last year uh, we unfortunately lost uh, one of our co-hosts and a, and a mainstay for me at Dragon Con, uh, Darren Noel. And, uh, you know, we're still we're still devoting everything that we do in his memory. Uh, but it, it, it turns out last year or last month, late last year, last month, really. Uh, another friend of the ESO network, um, a, a big member of the ESO network, uh, doc uh, Dr. Scott Vigay passed away as well. And I just wanted to uh, honor him because he was a big part of Dragon Con as well. He was on a lot of panels through a lot of different tracks. Uh, he was one of the smartest people I've ever met. He had PhDs, uh, he was a lawyer. Uh, a doctor of archaeology. Um, he was a Dr. Geek. He had a podcast called Dr. Geek, and uh, he really lived up to that name. Um, and uh, I shared, I was very fortunate to share many moments with him on panels and podcasts over, over the last decade or so. Um, and I've also had the honor of working with him on a few creative projects. He was a constant um, contributor to the Tales of the Station volumes when we came out with those for Station One. 
he had a, he has a, a story in each one of those three volumes. Um, and uh, I'm extremely grateful to, um, to have known him and I'm going to miss him. The last time I saw him was at Dragon Con, I think prior to the pandemic and uh, due to health issues, or whatever he wasn't, he was never able to come back to Dragon Con to return. But uh, uh, yeah, it, I always think of, I, I cannot not think of Dragon Con when I think of Scott. So it is a loss for the ESO network and uh, for all of us. So I just uh, wanted to reach out, tribute, um, condolences to his wife and his other family, friends. Um, and yeah, so ESO, Earth Station One Network uh, took uh, some big losses last year. Um, so we certainly um, appreciate everybody who reached out for their support on that. So not to end the news and notes on a, on a bad note. Uh, but, uh, that's, I think most of the information that we have, we're still trying to get, I mean, it's still early. Uh, a lot of people think it's early. <laughs> not if you're, not if you're a customer, but, uh, but yes, if you uh, need to, sew, it's not early. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can start thinking about, I mean, I'm, there's already, you know, I'm sure cosplay ideas out there that, uh, things that have, uh, that have hit, since uh since dragon con happened that uh it's like oh this is a thing now uh so be really curious to track that pop culture this year and see where the big you know the big uh cosplays are going to be uh you know who would have predicted at this time last year nobody would have predicted barbie and oppenheimer nobody would have predicted that that was going to be like especially barbie was going to be the big uh cosplay of 2023 I mean, if if I would have, I can't remember if I knew at this time last year that Barbie was about to come out. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I probably could have seen that. Not Oppenheimer. Right. And not, <laughs> not Barbenheimer. Over, yeah, not Barbenheimer. Yeah. I would have yeah. never I knew Barbie that. was going to be, yeah. I knew Barbie was going to be big. I didn't think it was going to be take over the entire back patio of the Hilton. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that, that, was, that was just an amazing sight to see. It was just nothing but a wall of pink. Just out there. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, and 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 check out with uh, you know the people who are watching, listening, uh, if they have uh, predictions of what pop culture item, uh, show, movie, what have you, might be a thing for this year to keep an eye on. We want to hear from you guys. So uh, and and not just during the show. Like I said, we we would take emails. You can contact us on social media. Leave comments on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we will see those as well. So. Um, but yeah, that's like, a, like I said, that's pretty much it for the news. Like I said, it's pretty basic stuff out there, but pretty important stuff. Like, like, like I said, it's not, it's not too soon if you want to get involved. Uh, if you want to be a guest, if you want to volunteer, if you want to perform, if you know someone like Janice, said, or if you want to reach out to the different tracks uh, yes. for ideas, you have ideas for participating, you have ideas for panels, that kind of thing. It is not too early to do that as well. Isn't there any other Toy Brand movie coming out this summer is what Shannon Clute just messaged us. And I don't know, actually. Um, I probably. I seem yeah, to remember. I'm aware of. No, I remember it. I just can't remember what it is. Uh, toys and video games seem to be the the thing that uh, the message that Hollywood got last year saying these are going to be big, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah. Monarch Legacy of Monsters is going to get some panel space. I should hope so. This year is Godzilla's anniversary. I believe it's his 
70th? I might be doing the math on that wrong. But yeah, so yeah, Godzilla's got a big year, anniversary year this year. So I would imagine that uh, the kaiju is going to be fully represented at the cons. So uh, (laughs) Deadpool 3 will bring a resurgence to the annoyance of Deadpools this year. (laughs) That's Greg Bell uh, (laughs) saying that. And, uh, you know... I haven't noticed there's been a decrease of Deadpool. <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, you're not usually in the area where the conga line shows up all the time. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll see if uh, Deadpool can, uh, can do that. And, uh, and Kevin says that there may be a Hot Wheels movie this year. Might be kind of tricky to do a cosplay of that, but. Isn't that yeah. just cars? Yeah. Hot Basically, Wheels is usually yeah. cars. Yeah. No, I meant the cartoon. Yeah. From, from uh, Disney Pixar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a dark and gritty version of <laughs> And then they're also going to have Uno the movie. That That's my next prediction. <laughs> okay, so, um, so we'll continue to predict. You know, maybe the uh, next episode or so we can come up with some more predictions. Maybe we can make that a, a segment as well where we keep an eye on that throughout the year. Um, uh, since it's Year of the Dragon, Amanda Price says it would be fun to see a Sea of Dragon costumes. Yes, well, oh. Dragon Con, yes. Year of the Dragon, wow. I did not realize that that was this year. So, yep. the Year of mm. Dragon Con. Dragon Con in the Year of the Dragon. That seems the match like made a, in heaven. It seems, yes. like a, a, <laughs> it seems like a, a pretty good opportunity, marketing-wise. So, instead of the T-Rex march, we'll just change it to a dragon march. Well, there, there and... is some of the dragons in the T-Rex march. Yeah, they're, so they're, that, they have been go. making more and more inflatable dragons. I have one. I haven't brought it to Con yet, but maybe this will be the year. Yeah. I should bring the dragon to Con. Cool. So, um, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our top things that we sh- we feel should never change. Last year, last year we did, uh, we started off, the podcasting year with Dragon Con report with things that we should, we would change about Dragon Con. So we thought this year we would be a little bit more positive and talk about the things that should never change, the things that make Dragon Con Dragon Con. So we're going to talk all about that when we come back. Now this is just for the audio people. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back for the video people. Well, just hang around because we're still here. Helm report. Sir, there's Klingons on the starboard bow. Starboard bow? Starboard bow. What are they doing there? They seem to be waiting for the new episode of Earth Station Trek. Science, what do we know about this Earth Station Trek? It's a podcast that treks through the history of Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. Navigation, how would one find such a podcast? By setting coordinates for EarthStationTrek.com or by doing a sensor sweep of Spotify, iTunes, or any other quadrant where fine podcasts are available. Captain, what are we going to do about the Klingons? We come in peace, Commander. Weapon station, shoot to kill. Shoot, shoot to, to kill. kill! Shoot to kill! All right, monkeying around, start talking. Shiny Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Bobalina, Mr. Bobalina. About your podcast. We talk about an Emmy-winning comedy series. We talk about a band who outsold the Beatles and the Stones in 1967. Still sticking to that story, huh? Well, if you know what's good for you, you'll change your tune. We talk about a groundbreaking multimedia project. That inspired generations of artists and fans. All right, throw the book at them. This book is overdue. Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. And we're back, and we're going to be talking about the top 12 things that should never change at Dragon Con. Uh, now, originally, named this as top 12 because there were supposed to be four of us, and we were, also, we were all going to have three things in mind that we would never change about Dragon Con. But, uh, like I said, Russ wasn't able to make it 
uh, to appear on the show. So we will have uh, a few other, we have a few honorable mentions that I think we can bring up, but also feel free. We've got a few people listening and watching us right now. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys as to things that you would not, that should definitely not change. What What is it about Dragon Con that makes Dragon Con special, unique, uh, some place that you keep going and that you never, you always want to see when you're at Dragon Con? And uh, Channing, um, we're going to start with you as far as just go around, um, which, name one thing about Dragon Con that you think never should change. Um. I'm going to start at the bottom of my list. Um, the fan involvement. Um, for all its flaws, the fan-driven component is really what makes Dragon Con unique. Um, it helps keep the cost down because they have so many volunteers. And it kind of gives your regular attendees and the volunteers kind of a sense of, of pride and ownership. Um, outside of, say, maybe security... Um, I, I wouldn't change that. I, I really do think that that just kinds of, that kinds of adds to it and it gives us a chance to kind of hold something over those uh, Comic-Con and New York City Comic-Con people. You know, we, we truly are about the fans. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Con's uh, whole thing is that it is for the fans by the fans, right? Exactly. So I, I, I definitely think that, that and, and it's not just words. I mean, I think that's something that really is that they, they hold dear to. Um, it's not a convention that, um, yeah, it's not a typical convention like you mentioned, like some of the bigger ones where right. it's all advertising. Uh, they're promoting their next, you know, San Diego. We're promoting our, our, our movies. We're promoting our books that are coming out. We're pr promoting our products. It's all about getting free stuff and stuff that you can flip on eBay and all that kind of stuff, right? That's right. not what that's what, not what Dragon Con is about. Dragon Con is about a place where all fans can get together and share in their fandom as a community. Um, and I think it's been that way since day one, certainly as long as I've been going there. And this will be the 31st yeah. time that I'm in a row that I've been there. So... Um, I think, I think that's, that's a really solid answer. You said that was about the, at the bottom of your list, but I think that's one of the top things really. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was building up some suspense. I see. I got <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, what about you, Jen? Cults. Yeah. All the cults. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, so one of my, uh, favorite favorite things about con that i hope never changes uh is that it's 24 hours of programming uh that you know that doesn't necessarily mean that there's gonna be panels 24 hours a day but you know hey if it's three o'clock in the morning i can't sleep there's a video room i can go watch late night b movies or i can you know go watch anime in a room or uh I can wander around and find people playing games, you know, like Cards Against Humanity or something in, in uh, the lobbies or people just, you know, chit-chatting. So, you know, no matter if you're a morning person or a night person, um, there's always something to do. And there's so many other conventions where that's just like after five o'clock. There's nothing. You know, there's probably... There might be bars nearby having like unofficial after con 
parties mm-hmm. or, or whatever, but you know, you're paying an extra cost for that. You're leaving the footprint of the event that you're at for that. Uh, so it's, 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 it's almost like, you know, when I used to, when PAX still used to come here, there was, you know, always a lot of stuff you could do at night at PAX and that always made it my second favorite convention so mm-hmm. it, at dragon con i feel like you're getting some of the packs feel where you can you know go play late night games go to the gaming room go play video games go find a spot to chill but then you have the comic-con aspect of where there's still stuff organized for fandoms uh around the clock so and and i don't have to leave the footprint i just go from hotel to hotel or yeah. to to the arcade at the at the uh america's mart so 24 hours 24 like, hours yes yeah. there's always something going on i mean not yeah and it that's one of those things i guess and to tie in with channings too it's not officially there's not everything there's not something going on 24 7 but fan there's enough fan activity yes. that there's there's something going on almost all the time it's it, it's a convention that doesn't sleep for days it's, it's 24 hours of chaos <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful chaos. It's basically sleep when you're dead convention. <laughs> the, uh, but yes, I will. Um, and I'm going to sort of uh, piggyback off that because my one of my big things about Dragon Con that I think should never change is that I love the fact that it's not in a convention center. It's, it's, in, a, it's in a series of hotels. And, you know, you can, we can say what we will about some of the hotels, but, but the fact that it's, it's not, it's not a nine to five convention, as Jen pointed out, it doesn't just sort of say, okay, convention center's closed, go do what you need to do with the city or whatever. No, no, people are staying at these hotels, a lot of them anyway. And um, there's just stuff going on all the time. So it allows allows the the sort of freedom that really smaller conventions experience because they're usually held at hotels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the hike to the different hotels has almost become part of Dragon Con lore. You know, having to go up that hill to get to the Westin. Um, it's yeah. I think again, that's just I'm a not big taking part. the hill. I'm taking the shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned that after my first year, first day there. <laughs> but again, that just goes back. There's all the, the the lore of the best ways to get there, the secret food court in in one of the buildings, all the different you know ways to take the sky bridges. And it's it's like our own little Lord of the Rings in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want them to change locations, but I am certainly not opposed to them adding more, ho- ho- you know, hotels. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I could see. And look, I mean, I think you know, you could you can argue that America's Mart is sort of a convention center type thing, and and that's got its like if they wanted to change that around, I I don't think I'd have. They've they've done that. They've changed things around like that. It hasn't always been. You know, use using America's Mart. It has uh, sometimes the vendors were actually in the hotels and in the ballrooms themselves. I mean, over the years, it's evolved, and I I don't mind it growing. 
and 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 taking up more hotels if we add no, a just hotel, expand, a expand out from the from the mothership exactly like, yeah, exactly. yeah you know but just but just not leave the mothership but you know i know that you know the georgia world congress center is you know only a few blocks away but no. you know what it might as well be a world away as far as i'm concerned i don't yes. i don't think i don't think it's necessary to to use that at all for dragon con no certain 100%. conventions that's fine but for dragon con no, it's uh, I think it's 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 not what Dragon Con's about. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, so next we'll uh, next I'm going to go with a uh, a comment, um, and uh, I'm going to uh, look at uh, I think uh, Shannon uh, posted that the parade brings the masses to experience the joy the con can bring, and yes, the mm-hmm. parade is something that I I hope never goes away as well. Yeah, and this is from someone who has never watched the parade ever from start (laughs) to finish. (laughs) I'm on record as saying every first timer should go to the parade. It just (laughs) kind of gives you a chance, you know, to to feel the scale. I actually marched in the parade last year in cosplay for the first time. It was a lot of fun. Um, Probably not something I'll do again regularly because. You got to get up early on a Saturday, but yeah, the parade is a big part of it, and it kind of gives the rest of the, of the city a chance to enjoy the con too. It's one of the few things you can enjoy at the con without a badge. Yeah, and you know, it, it it's one of those it, it's one of those things that it's like it really allows the geek flags to fly, like and just take over the city and say like here we are isn't this a fun thing that we're all part of um i i i think the parade is one of those things that no other con does it no other con could do it i don't think uh maybe maybe you know san diego or new york new york couldn't do it new york san diego can't couldn't do it have you seen have you there's video yeah. footage of the area, like I can't remember what it's called. The I've been to San, yeah, I've been to San Diego. Like, like you can barely walk through that crowd. It would, it would be, it would be tough. Yeah. So, um, but it also, I think it also um, shows that the, the 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 convention has a relationship with the city, and the city has a relationship with the convention. Uh, and thanks, Dan. That's one of the dates that I didn't look up, but parade registration is on February 15th. So that goes pretty fast. So people need to take advantage of that if they want to participate in the parade. So yeah, the spots do fill up. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Um, all right. So Channing, give us another one. Um, so still going on my list, um, the track format, there's a lot of stuff to do at Dragon Con and that is putting it mildly. Um, it's a scheduling nightmare, but because of the way Dragon Con is set up, it's really a bunch of little conventions in one big one because of the track setup. So, I mean, it's a science convention, an astronomy convention, a cosplay convention, um, a robotics convention, and about 12 others all wrapped up into one. And for somebody like me, I like a lot of different areas of geekdom slash fandom and i'm not an expert in any particular one so i like being able to kind of bounce around between everything i've literally had dragon con schedules where i had to go from the hilton all the way over to the western and then back just back to back to back because i'm bouncing around all over the place 
and yeah, I hope that they, I know that they switch out the tracks every now and then, but I hope that they never scale it down to, to fewer. I, I truly like the variety and the format. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely one that I was going to put on my list as well. Um, as, and as you pointed out, Dragon Con is, I mean, I think you shortchanged it. I think it's not just 12 or 10 or 12. It's like 30 conventions all happening at the same time. And and while that does seem, and it is chaotic <laughs> when you try to look at a schedule and figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The great thing about it is, is that it sort of, um, it allows you to scratch a number of different issues. It's not just one thing. It doesn't, you know, put yourself like, I mean, I grew up in an environment and I still see this to this day where people like one thing or the other, they like Star Trek or they like Star Wars or they like this or they like that. And one thing I love about having so many tracks and so many different options is that no matter what you're interested in, not just one thing, but a whole bunch of things, um, you can you can sort of explore those and and find new things that uh, to explore that maybe you're like, well, I don't really know much about anime or robotics or what have you, but let me just take an hour and 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 check out this panel because it sounds like it might be kind of interesting and boom, all of a sudden opens up a whole new world for you. I, I don't think uh, the, the level of panels, and not just guest panels, because guest panels are amazing. Uh, obviously, you've got people who are in the industry, whether it's, you know, actors, directors, writers, uh, behind the scenes, puppeteers. Um, or and you've also got folks that are scientists, uh, that are astronauts, that are, you know, uh, robotics, uh, archaeologists. The, they're making presentations as well. It's a, it's sort of a. Some of them may not be all like in that hall of fame where they're, you know, where they're you're getting selfies with them for like eighty bucks or whatever. But yet, I still feel like that puts them on somewhat of a level field, as if to say, like, hey, these people who do this stuff are just as cool as the person who was in this show. Uh. I like I like that a lot. I like the fact that it you know when they whenever you see the list of Dragon Con guests, it's amazing to me like the diversity of them, what they do, and who they are. Um, I just uh, uh, and I, I I think that yeah, if they expand that. I I I would love to see them expand that. I mean, we've already talked to Sarah about hopefully getting um, a uh, Broadway or a more theatrical live performance type track going. I've heard other um, uh, tracks uh, mentioned too, uh, spy, uh, sort of a James Bondish kind of track, that kind of thing, spies and uh, thrillers, that kind of thing. Um, other ideas, you know, they just get need to have make sure that the audience is going to be there, and of course, they need someone to run those tracks. So, yeah, um, the spy track will be hidden under the um, under one of the hotels. Exactly. <laughs> Well, there is a bottom floor at all of them, so. Yeah, exactly. Like a get smart type of hallway to get to them with doors opening and closing, right? For for those people who are not of that age. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an old man reference, I'm sure. 
get what? Get smart. What? What is that? What is he talking about? Yeah. Wait, they, no, they did a remake of it a few years ago. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't know if it was any good or if it did the same thing. But uh, <laughs> in any case, yeah, tracks are are, are important as well. Uh, Jen, what's something else on your list? Um, so for me, uh, for me, it would be uh, ease of access, which. Uh, that kind of encompasses a lot of things, but mainly that I can pay one price for my badge and that gets me all of con except, you know, the rare instances of things that aren't in the footprint of con, like the aquarium party or the ball that they have at the puppetry museum. Uh, you know, those are an extra fee, but for everything else, like I don't, there's not a VIP level badge that you can pay for. There's not, I don't have to pay extra to get into a particular panel. And, you know, there's, there is a few panels like in the costuming track uh, and the, the artist track where you, you pay a fee to get like your materials covered, but it's, it's not a nickel. It's, it's not a nickel and dime situation. I'm getting, you know, well, in my case, six days worth of stuff to do for one price. And I have an equal opportunity to get into all those events and those panels as everybody else. It just depends on, am I going to go line up early enough uh, if there's something I really want to get into and, and how I'm going to schedule my day. That's all on me and whether I can get into things. But I, I, I'm glad I don't have to get a ticket. I don't glad I don't have to camp out for a day to go mm -hmm. see something. And I'm glad that I don't have to pay extra to get into certain parties. I'd say uh, it's a bargain. I tell you, it's a yeah. bargain. Uh, although I, although I think with, you know, people have mentioned that it would be kind of nice to have a fast pass on a few things. No, and uh, they've implemented that, but that's still, you know, a fast pass to get into the panels at at the uh, vendor's mart, but that's still not um, an upcharge. Yeah, it's not an upcharge. It's not an extra fee. You just, True. you take the time to sign up for it in the allotted time it's given so that you can get approved. I have, I have just as much access to do that as everyone else. You know, it's not a, you need to find the secret password and <laughs> you know it's, it's like Knock it's not four times it's not a speakeasy situation yeah, right. <laughs> so, only if you're trying to get to the spy track yeah 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 <laughs> or in the red phone booth you know that, that <laughs> is speakeasy <laughs> the um one of my favorite exchanges and this is uh regarding i think a. Uh, a newbie at one point, I don't know exactly where, I can't even remember where I saw this or who said it, but someone asked uh, in one of the groups, uh, how much money should I bring uh, if I'm coming to Dragon Con? And the answer, the answer that I really thought was right on the money was all of it. <laughs> um, because once you, once you get your hotel, once you get your badge, as you point out, Jen, you don't have to spend another dime yep. if you don't want to. Yep. And you will still have, there's no end to the stuff that you can do. Right. Now. Yeah. Gaming, you, video games want... are free unless you're doing a competition. Tabletop is free unless you're doing a tournament, you know? It's... Yeah. There are 
there are plenty of folks, me, myself included, that will take your money for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly sell you books and whatnot at my table. I'm uh, glad you said that you would be, you would take their money by selling them something. I thought you meant you were going to rob them. No, no, I do not have that kind of constitution. <laughs> now, whether or not you feel robbed after you buy one of my books, that's another thing entirely. But, <laughs> but in, in terms of you don't have to, like, obviously, you, you know, you need to eat and everything like that, but it's as, it's as, right. it's expensive as you want to make it. Yeah, there's affordable way. There's tons of people who just go to the Publix, even people yes. who fly in from out of town. They take an Absolutely. Uber air or something. Uh, yes, the, the, so the convention is a choose your own adventure situation. Yeah. It can be as wild and crazy, as packed or as chill, as cheap or as expensive you want to make it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that too. I love that too. Uh, let's see. And I guess, oh, is it my turn? I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, this is not a big deal because certainly it's not been the case every time I've gone to Dragon Con. But uh, I love the fact that it's on Labor Day weekend. It seems like it's a great spot. It took a while. The first few years I went to Dragon Con, it was in the summer. Uh, a few times it was July 4th weekend. Uh, they moved it around a bit until finally they, they, uh, they settled on Labor Day weekend. And they seem to have a, a nice spot with that. And now it just seems like it's perfect. Like, it just seems like it's, it's the perfect place uh, the perfect time of year to have it. Um, I do kind of wish maybe that there weren't a lot of other things going on in the city at the same time, but you know, I mean, that's, I don't think that's a, if you're going to have a holiday weekend, I don't think that's a, that's, you can avoid that. Um, but I, I also think that, um, it, it's one of those, it's not a, uh, Labor Day weekend isn't a vacation, isn't a weekend where people like, like Thanksgiving, where people go and visit family. So you don't have, you're not torn there as far as, oh, what should I do? Should I go, you know, hang out with my parents or should I go to this convention? You know, so it, it's, it's something that people can sort of just say, that's where I'm for the last 30 years or so. That's what I've done. I've said, you know, certainly since it's been a, on Labor Day weekend, I've been like, that's the weekend that I'm, that I'm going to be there. And that's perfect. It just, it fits perfectly with the rest of the year. Um, and I, I just think it's a great spot. I can't, if, if they wanted to move it to Memorial Day weekend or some other time. Yeah. See, like, you're like, what? Memorial Day is a very big, I mean, at least here in Texas, that's a big family vacation weekend. That's mm -hmm, a, yeah. we're going to the lake. We're going to the beach. Uh, for me, you know, we're in the estate sale business. That's a huge mm sale weekend for us yeah uh and if we didn't have a sale it's one of our our best friend's birthdays who throws this big like <laughs> he throws like this big murder mystery party at a haunted hotel that's six hours away so there's there's enough going on every other <laughs> holiday weekend that yeah. he just needs to to stay where it's at because you know sure when we're booking a room we all got to remind ourselves what are the dates <laughs> to make sure we book the right dates yeah. But always knowing it's Labor Day weekend, like if somebody else said, oh, it's Labor Day weekend. Now it's on you to look at the calendar and figure out what days those are. All I need to remember is it's Labor Day until it's time to book a room or a flight yeah. and make sure I book the right day. 
the other beautiful thing about that too is that it a lot also i've noticed at least last year i really noticed this was that because of the monday is included in the weekend it allows people to kind of some people to end their convention on sunday and then have that day of travel or rest before they have to get slapped punched gut punched into the real world again <laughs> So I it's almost got that, that. It's got that built-in day. You don't need to be like, oh, I need to take a day off when you know after Dragon Con because I can't go right back to work the next day. It's almost like it's got that day right there if you need it. Because as much as I love Dragon Con on Monday, you know, Monday's a pretty short day. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of folks. Yeah. There's still stuff to do the whole day and night for me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Do we have another uh, suggestion from our comments? People, watching. we got a lot of people watching. So thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. So, I mean, this is our first episode, the, the first, you know, the first one of the new year. So thank you guys. I'm glad to see so many people are excited about dragon con this early in the year it's like hey we just switched over to 2040 2024 it's like yeah but i'm ready for dragon con now let's talk about it so that's pretty awesome yeah looks so like zan is a fan of the uh con sweet food the con sweet food you know i have well, not i have she's not just it. she's not saying she's saying not a good idea to live off of it oh yeah of course <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know I, that's one thing i need to i think one time, one of the years I was there, I went to get food at the con suite. Um, and I, and I think that's it really. Um, and I, it's one of those things I need to take advantage of more. It's very difficult for me to get to like get there, uh, mm -hmm. and allow time for that while I'm at my table, um, or bouncing around from panel to panel. You need mm -hmm. to get a runner. <laughs> like yeah, I, so, I agree. So, um, all right, so I'll take volunteers. Um, so, uh, so maybe that's something else we can work on this year as well. And while we're doing the show, if anybody wants to volunteer uh, to be my table runner or you know, person that uh, helped me out with the table, uh, yeah, I like, can watch your table so you can walk off for an hour. Yeah, go exactly. get your photo with the Kevins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, yes. Jen's got it all planned out for me. Um, yeah, so. Uh, in prior, it's you know prior years I have had someone that has come with me most, but I do not have uh, that that guest in mind at this time. So mm. uh, the person that has come with me usually is not going to come this year. So um, I, I am in need of an assistant of some kind uh, for my table, a partner, if you will, maybe I don't know. We'll talk about it. I haven't even gotten my guest. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even gotten my guest status approved. So there's a lot of things that are still up in the air, but um sure I'll be taking applications at some point. Mm. Uh maybe. So um all right, so uh Channing, that gives us back down to you, I guess. Yeah, uh this is the one where I may get myself in trouble. Um uh -oh. we we had some overlap on some of our picks, so I did pick a new one and it's it's I'm cheating a little bit. I um, the Bunny Hutch Party, it started as just this random non-affiliated thing with Dragon Con, and now it's an official party. 
And I can be honest, it's it's a ton of fun, and I, I truly hope it sticks around. But holding hands with that is Dragon Con Burlesque. Um, it's another, after, I want to say about 12 years of trying, I finally got in a year before last. And honestly, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of body positivity. Um, yeah, I, I hope Dragon Con keeps those, because I know they, they do want to be family friendly, but it's nice to have some stuff for the for the uh the more mature folks will say and while i wouldn't necessarily want to bring my kids to the bunny hutch party um there's honestly not much at the bunny hutch party that they're not going to see on cable tv anyway um but yeah i definitely do hope that uh bunny hutch and particularly burlesque um stay official events well it's as as long as the lines are yeah. To get into those events and as, you know, packed as they are inside, I don't, it's the same as kilt blowing. Like, <laughs> those things are super popular. Or the late night puppet slam. Like, mm -hmm. adults are for puppets too, you know? Those, those or the, are... Or the wrestling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see any of those go away. Uh, yeah. The fact that they're so, that the fact that they're there and they're uh such a diverse number of uh, kind of events uh is really fun even though i haven't got a chance to do them very often lately um i'm glad to know that they still are doing them because i think that they are they're a lot of fun all of them are fun yeah and uh and they're they're performance based which i love too i mean you have your performers but then you also have like there's different types of performers, right? There's music and then there's uh, uh, DJing and all that. And that's that's a that's obviously a huge part of Dragon Con as well. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that you do have, you know, different kinds of performance art. Burlesque, I think, is a valid one. I mean, it's oh, been yeah. around for <laughs> hundreds of years. So. Uh, I think it's a valid form of entertainment, just like wrestling has, pro wrestling has, you know? Um, and I like the fact that they are, that you can see they, they are exhibited at Dragon Con. Yes. Uh, the Buffy Horror Show is one uh, Shannon brings up. I have not actually seen that one. So is that the, now, is that that's the, the one that's that, no, the sing-along? Yes, that's the sing-along. It's the one oh, they, yeah. they were, they alternate every few years with like the Dr. Horrible sing-along. Yeah. Right. Ah. Uh, and then the musical episode of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. That's what and, it was last time I went. And I like the fact that there are new events like popping up too. Uh, Kevin mentioned his tribute to 120 Minutes Dance Party that he did last year, which I think was a really fun idea. I wish I'd gone to it because it sounded yeah, like it was I, I had it on my schedule and then I couldn't stay awake. <laughs> so it's like, uh, like if that comes back it's like okay that's going to be the day i need to schedule a nap in the middle of the day <laughs> but i love the idea that it's there um also um uh, my friend dave puts on the show uh the big damn game show which uh i had the the pleasure of seeing a couple times and that is a blast so hmm. um i i definitely encourage people to check that out too the georgia philharmonic concert my goodness yes uh the uh the, the Atlanta radio players uh, do a performance mm -hmm. every year. I mean, there's a lot of things that are that are done every year. And a lot of like the stages is used all the time for different events. And I love that. Well, and also uh, there's there's so many events that, you know, let's use kilt blowing, for example. That was an unofficial mm -hmm. event. 
Well, the bunny hunch was unofficial. Yeah, too, right? yeah, just yeah. fans getting together at con, and they they became so popular, uh, and you know, people requested they be made a part of the official schedule. I think Drum Circle was a similar situation, yeah. uh, and these things just kept growing, and uh, Dragon Con agreed to make them official. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of them like like the bunny hut for example that's grown every year and had to keep moving you know it, first it moved to ballrooms and now it's moved to a whole another hotel so that it can have a bigger room uh and so, and yeah. to your point in your and what you were saying before jen about like all that stuff is free every yeah. almost every event we've talked about is free yep you just have to wait in line and and get in uh, and good luck <laughs> <laughs> yes, good luck and Godspeed with some of those lines. Yeah, and that you know, and that's also like that's not even going to, to to like the concerts, you know, like the like the concourse stage concerts where it's just up until ten o'clock at night. You can walk by and there's a band playing, and then after that, you can go into the ballrooms and see bigger acts play. So, absolutely, which kind of I guess would lead lead me into uh, my next. One of my next things I hope never changes at Dragon Con, and that is uh, I am really happy that they are run and owned by the people they are, and they're not a read pop type event, and then they're not selling to a read pop type company. They are not a corporate atmosphere con. It is not a money grab con. Are they in the business to make money? Yes, of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not it's not in your face about it. It's not, you know, here, let me sell you this. Let me uh, get you to add on this package to your ticket or, or uh, let me charge you $20 for a bottle of water. You can't bring your own bottle of water in, you know, reusable cups or, or whatever in and, and to the, those events can be fun. Sure. Uh, although I'm still, I'm, I'm, not a fan of read pop but uh you know there's there's other corporations run cons that are a lot yeah. of fun but they don't have the the feel of dragon con and i i don't ever ever want to see that change because just like all all these reasons we're giving about what shouldn't change tie into the fact that this is not a big corporation running this event like like a San Diego or like uh, fan expos or New York city comic con, you know, it's just, it's a completely different beast. Mm-hmm. It's, be, it's almost like a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, I think we, um, you know, I think we all kind of breathed a sigh of relief last year when it was made known that uh, the two daughters, Henry's daughters, uh, Rachel and God bless, I can't think of the other girl's name, uh, the other woman's name, um, were taking over, uh, keeping it a, I mean, I know that there's a board of directors and all everything like that, but it's a family business. Well, and they've grown up in it. And yes. they, they, they Andy, know. Thank you. Yeah, they 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 see they know what other events are like, and they've seen how many Dragon Con attendees say that they appreciate that they're you know 
the way that they are. So, so they're 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 the stewards who grew up in it and uh, have experienced what makes it special. So they're they're perfect people to pass the torch on to. Yeah, they grew up in it. I mean, and and they and they they fell in love with it. Um, they're not just they're not just the offspring that are like, yeah, we can't wait till dad passes this over so we can sell it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we want to we want to preserve it. Um, and uh, it was even though we had Rachel on the show last year before that announcement was made, uh, just getting to know and talk to her was. Uh, really amazing and you could tell it was really heartfelt how she feels about dragon con as a convention and so once the news came out it was just like okay this this con is in good hands still yeah. uh, it might even be in better hands yeah which is awesome so yes good call good call um my my last uh i guess my the last one on my list anyway is uh, I wanted to give a particular shout out to the comic and pop artist alley uh, in in and of itself at Dragon Con. I uh, I've been part of it. I've been blessed to be part of it for the last ten years or so. And as a comic fan, I do remember times when it was an afterthought. Comics were an afterthought at Dragon Con, and it it uh, it was not you know that well represented as well as some of the other fandoms were. But I do think over the last few years that that's changed and that uh, largely because of uh, Tom Trainer, who took over and made it into an amazing convention in and of itself. Again, we've talked about how it's Dragon Con is multiple conventions put into one and the comic and pop artist alley is a comic convention like within a convention. Um, if you do nothing else, but go to that area of the con, you will have as good of experience as you can have at any comic convention. I would argue uh, with the professionals being there with the indies represented uh, with the panels that we try to put on. I think that it's it's really a special convention, and you know it used to be there. I could do I can remember times where I love Dragon Con, but I wouldn't have called it my favorite comic convention. And I know that's you know along that's among a lot of purists, that's a big thing. Like oh, I don't know why San Diego's called Comic Con anymore because it's not about the comics. You know, there's a big thing with comic purists about how all these big conventions, even though they're called comic conventions, comic cons are not really about the comics. The comics are an afterthought. And I don't feel that way with Dragon Con, even though Dragon Con doesn't have Comic Con in its title, I still feel like they honor and respect comics enough more so than a lot of other conventions do. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate that. And I'm really proud to be part of that every year. Uh, so yeah, the comic book presence is, is strong there. And you, I think that's not going to change anytime soon because the folks on that track are passionate about it. And yeah, they, they know what they're doing with it. I think it's in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, plus look at who, you know, guests we've been able to get over there in the past and that fans could get access to. Stan Lee, uh, Chris Claremont. Yes. 
you know, there's just that it wasn't this madhouse and they were in the actual artist alley. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stan, Stanley was his own thing, but Stanley's much more, is, is a lot bigger than he's probably the biggest name you could get. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But um, the fact that one of the great comic creators of all time, George Perez, is so closely associated with Dragon Con, I think, oh, yeah, speaks to how great the, the comics are represented at Dragon Con and how yeah, well. Yeah that relationship worked. Um, and the fact that the, the big comic community comes out, not just people who are collectors or readers, but also people who are just pure fans. And there's probably better comic related, just comic related cosplay at Dragon Con than at any other convention. Yeah. Especially if you're looking at the large superhero photo shoots, oh, God. you know, yeah. one day, one day that's Marvel, one day that's DC. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, George pointed out I miss George so much. Uh, Greg Ball pointed uh, Greg Bell pointed out I miss George so much, and I do. Too. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, Uncle George yeah. will always be a part of Dragon yes. Con. Absolutely. Um, so now we're talking about ones that are kind of off our list. And well, yeah, yes. have you been keeping count? I have not because you put top twelve uh, in the title, so we need to make sure. We, we don't want to get sued. I, yeah. think, I think I think we've done. I I I don't know how many we've done. Uh, so uh, maybe think, someone maybe think, someone can think, tell us. I don't know. Yeah, I think done. Channing's done four. Yeah. So, um, but we have to mention the charity. We have to mention yes. the Dragon Con gives back. Um. I can't believe that wasn't on my short list, actually. Now that mm -hmm. Zan pointed out about how much Dragon Con uh, contributes to charity every year, the fact that they make it a big deal uh, about uh, about how much they give, they have a, a different charity every year, and they take it very seriously. They raise a lot. Um, outside of that, they have a blood drive that there's always a huge, it's one of the biggest blood drives I think in the country, as far as the amount of uh, blood they're able to obtain from folks at one time in one gathering. I think it's just so impressive throughout the year. There's the dragon con superheroes program. Uh, dragon con keeps finding ways to give back to the community. And I mean, that's, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. I don't know of any other convention that does it or certainly does it as well. Um, and, uh, I, I definitely think Dragon Con, I, I don't think they've announced what the charity is this year yet. Uh, that'll probably be coming they really have, soon. I haven't heard it. Uh, if they have, I'm sure it will pop up in our comments in a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, our, uh, our viewers are, uh, are typically up on the information that we do not know. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, someone's keeping us, Greg says, uh, 11, if we count the comments. And I think, was yes. that before the charity, Greg? I, I don't know if that was, uh, <laughs> if, if we hit 12 there, um, uh, <laughs> but I think that was counting the 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 charity drive at the risk I, of going, yeah. at the risk of going over. Mm -hmm. uh, or no, maybe... I think we just just have to hit twelve since you okay. put it in the title card. <laughs> uh, You've got to give the people what they want. Yes. <laughs> I think we've kind of talked about it in relation to some of the other things too, but uh, cosplay at Dragon Con yeah. always, always, always has been an amazing. <laughs> thing that that dragon right. con has done now nothing have, but encourage we have some snark in the comments now 
<laughs> Kevin said the best thing about Dragon Con is how patient everyone is regarding the app getting uploaded. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> so that is the first time the app has been mentioned on the show so far. So I think we should all drink, drink to that. <laughs> um, but, so it begins. Yeah, but I think um, if we if I was gonna yeah if I wasn't gonna end with charity, I would end with cosplay. Because as far as Dragon Con goes, I've been to other conventions. I've been to San Diego. I've been to New York. And some of the best cosplayers in the world come to those big shows. There's There are shows out there. There are conventions that are bigger attended than Dragon Con. Uh, even at Dragon Con's height, it never got over 100,000 people, which New York, San Diego, Denver, uh, I think even Arizona, uh, and maybe, maybe WonderCon or MegaCon. Might have uh, those are those are much bigger conventions as far as regular attendees, but of all the conventions I've been to, there's and I've seen some amazing cosplay, but Dragon Con it's just it's just top notch and it always has been from day one uh, that I've been going to Dragon Con. Um, I uh, it took them a while to have a they finally uh, implemented a cosplay track, costume track, costuming track which I think was great. But I think that was one of those things that was grassroots as well. I think it was one of those things that they just kind of finally had to do like, okay, we, we got to do this because it's really part of who we are. Um, but I think, uh, I think there's no place at any other convention that I see as many inventive and fun. You don't have to be like the professionals. Some of the people, some of the best costumes I've ever seen are so fun because they're so, you know, inventive. And... I'd say uh, also uh, just a, another thing that's just kind of huge at DragonCon besides cosplay mm -hmm. is your disability services that is run in a completely different way yeah. uh, than other conventions. Like, you know, uh, for one, they have a actual visible disability services department. Uh, it is, you can... Find out that information online before you get to con. They have a dedicated space to it at the con. Uh, it's very easy to enjoy your con with the use of disability services. And there is not that ease of uh, availability, accessibility at a lot of the other events I've gone to. I have. I'm glad to hear that. I have not user services and i i can recall times where i've heard that was not always the case with dragon con so i'm glad to hear that that is a a a plus at dragon con, in dragon con's favor yeah. now i mean uh there's been multiple years where i i would have ended up spending the majority of each day in my room laid up in pain if it wasn't for disability services and and being able to get help enjoying the event Mm -hmm. So, and uh, I have not gotten that <laughs> at, at, uh, at some other events. It's, it's, I've been lucky to even get responses on if they have anything like that uh, at other events. So, well, we, we've got a few other uh, things in the comments, which are, are amazing as far as uh, people who think uh, that there are aspects that should never change. Uh, almost too many for me to ramp right, to mention things from um, 
you know, don't change the going up to go down at Dragon Con. But you know what? I've learned that that could be a rule like everywhere. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes if I'm if I'm it, not even a Dragon Con, if I'm waiting for an elevator and I, I don't care which way it's going, I just get on it because I know. So it, Dragon it, Con it's is really coming. a good life lesson in yeah. general. You know what? Maybe that's a that's a future uh topic that we can discuss too life lessons that dragon con has taught us oh, uh, <laughs> everything i learned in life uh i learned from dragon con that kind of thing you know so uh but you know that that'll be another topic uh but i think i think we've got our 12 yeah so yeah i think we're over uh, now we we've fulfilled the title obligation so on that note i appreciate everybody and all their suggestions and and checking us out tonight we uh, we had a lot of fun um, we are going to draw a close to this episode of the 2024 Dragon Con Report. A big shout out to our station crew, starting with you, Channing. Again, looking forward to this new year of Dragon Con season. Uh, look me up online. I'm at Channing Sherman on pretty much all the major platforms. And um, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear us talking about. Um, Dragon Con's a show for the fans. So is the Dragon Con Report. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and as part of other groups that people can find you at related to Dragon Con? Uh, there's always the Black Geeks of Dragon Con group. Um, always tell people it's not a protest. It's a, it's a party. We're just celebrating one slice of all the diversity that Dragon Con has to offer. Um, look for us on Facebook at Black Geeks of Dragon Con for the group. Awesome. Awesome. And Jen, thank you. You survived your working <laughs> magic behind the scenes. So far, so good. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see how the final episode finally comes out. I mean, well, it's going to be hysterical when I go back and watch this because I'm like hardly looking at the camera at, or forward at all <laughs> now. Like, because I remember when, when Favor used to actually be on air, talent. Where he would just be, you know, looking off to the side <laughs> a lot of the times. And then he would jump in like this to say something back to this. I'm like, oh, that's me now. That's me going side to side, clicking everything, reading everything. Well, I think so. he was also like playing like, you know, solitaire or some other games. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, he, he did great. We miss him a lot. So, um, and as, as people might not know, be aware that uh, we've taken a break with the Earth Station One podcast, weekly podcast that Mike and I have done for, oh, over 13 years, 700 and some episodes. We had never missed a week, uh, except for once, I think. And so finally, we decided we would like to take a break and work on some other projects. Um, we're coming back to Earth Station One. We don't have a definite date yet, but we will be doing that. So, and in the meantime, you can still find Mike and I on Earth Station Who, as well as uh, some other podcasts as well. But yeah, Mike is still very much with us, um, you know, with his technical know-how um, in, in some ways. <laughs> but he, he actually uh, said that, you know, if we needed him, uh, you know, we could have him tonight, but, but nope, we were going to, we're going to try it on our own. So Thanks, Jen, for, for dealing with that. home from a cruise. To be like, <laughs> get, get some rest, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's still on island time. So, and where can people find you, Jen, online with the uh, parties, meetups, and more group? Well, that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, on Facebook and on Discord. You can find me as one of the admins of the DragonCon parties 
meetups and more group where we not only discuss parties, we just, you know, help you find concerts, have you navigate the app, uh, unofficial meetups, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm at little bit odd on uh, Instagram. I think that's my discord name too. Maybe uh, I haven't been on discord since con. Even though this is our first episode back, this has taken us a while. Like I haven't, you know, the Instagram hasn't been updated for a little while. So it's going to take us a little while, I think, to get those, those, those wheels yeah. moving. Uh, yeah. But it's a yeah. slow build. Yeah. So all the, all the social media stuff we'll try to have, have taken care of as well, but between episodes. Um, but thank you again. Um, we try to cover all we can with these episodes, but to keep Dragon up with the latest Con news, please check out the official <laughs> Dragon Con report website, all their social media outlets. Wow. She's trying to cut us off already. She's like, she's like, she's like pulling the, 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 the pulling me no, off the that- stage. That was Faber. He hacked the system. Exactly. Yeah, the voice of Faber is still with us. Um, please check out all the official DragonCon websites for including Facebook, Instagram, Discord. All the fan tracks are active on Facebook as well. They have uh, various other social media well, contact them directly. We are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff. So there's a link for that in the episode show notes. And if you go to the ESO Network page uh, online, the uh, ESO Network also has a Patreon page. So thank you for all your support, patrons. We love you. We love you. Love you. Uh, Whether you're watching or listening to us, please help us support the show with a like and a share. If you would like to leave us direct feedback, please feel free to do so at feedback at dragonconreport.com. And you can reach out to us on all the social medias too. So Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this first episode. We will see you next month. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. And as always, it's been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you all at the con. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.